So how do you attract new business so you constantly don't have to chase it? Hi, I'm Mike Cuevas, the Real Estate Marketing Dude, and this podcast is all about building a strong personal brand people have come to know, like, trust, and most importantly, refer. But remember, it is not their job to remember what you do for a living, it's your job to remind them. Let's get started. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude Podcast. Folks, what is going on today? Welcome to another episode. And thank you for tuning in so much over the last few, fuck, the last four years. Um, But what we got today is I want to uh, focus on, uh, we see there's a lot of shit going on with most of you guys in the real estate industry right now. And I get that. It's like a freaking bloodbath. You might submit an offer on a house and holy shit, you're going up against 70 other people. And one of the things in this damn business is that it burns you out nonstop. Like, I don't care if you're a real estate agent. I don't care if you're a real estate investor. I don't care if you're a mortgage broker or whatever. This shit burns you out because it's a, it's a life of peaks and valleys. And what we're going to do today is I get a message from um, somebody uh, last week, a couple of weeks ago. And um, I saw that this dude, I'm like, whoa, this guy looks like he reminds me of sort of like my story a little bit in the sense that um, comes from the same background. But more importantly is what on my on his site that something that really stood out to me was God, family, hustle. It's his taglines. And I don't care what business um, you're in. If you share those beliefs, like you're going to win. God, family, hustle in that order. And I don't care if this is a real estate business or you're starting a damn ice cream shop, regardless of what it is, it starts with mindset. But with that, we're going to go through this guy's story because I think you guys are going to learn quite a bit uh, from it. So if you're a brand new agent or you're thinking about getting in the real estate space, this is going to definitely speak to you today. But without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our guest and let's hear his story. His name's Mr. Carlos Reyes. What's up, Carlos? What's up, Mike? Uh, you know what, what's funny, brother? This is one of the few real estate podcasts that I've ever been a part of. And I do like three to five podcasts per week, right? And uh, this is, it's, it's, it's kind of refreshing to be a part of a, a finally a real estate podcast, you know? But um, I, I can't wait to, man, I can't wait to get into this because I know this is going to be a little different and I, I'm excited. So thank you for having me. Yes, of course. Why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit um, who you are, what you do now. We're going to figure out how you got okay. there, but uh, you, okay. you have a great story. And um, I'd like to get into that because there's so much, just such a For high sure. failure rate in the business that most people just don't have the, the cojones to keep it long-term and stay in there. They just burn out. They don't got the six to 12 months and nothing in real estate happens overnight. So let's go into how you got started and all of that. And we'll start with, tell them first who you are, what you do now, and then we'll get into that. Okay. First and foremost, uh, my name is Carlos Reyes, and uh, I have a I have two uh, national investment companies. One of them is NationalCashOffer.com, and the other one is OfferKey.com. Um, we actually wholesale, fix and flip, and buy and hold um, full time. That's our full like that's to this day. Even though I have twenty seven companies that all were born from real estate, by the way. Um, we, that's still my favorite business. Like real estate is still my favorite. I actually had a, I had a morning uh, meeting today with uh, my sales director who oversees my acquisition guys on the uh, real estate investment side. Right. Because why I, I, man, there's no brother. We have software businesses. We have solar businesses. We have data businesses. We have medical businesses. And guess what? Real estate is still my favorite business. So for everybody out there that's listening right now, you're in the right business. Okay, I take it from a guy who has 27 businesses. There is no better business. There's no better business. There's no better business. Some businesses might make you more money. 
but they require a lot more heartache and a lot, a lot of headache too. So you're in the right space. All right. Uh, what we do now is we wholesale nationally, but we fix and flip in the Southwest region. Okay. We actually have a property right now on, uh, in Berkeley, California, Berkeley that we're flipping, um, Fred, yeah, Berkeley. I don't know. Where are you located, Mike? I'm in San Diego. Okay. Well, you can actually look this up. Uh, give me one second. I'll, I'll give you the exact address of this property. Give me one second. Because you're going to love the numbers on this for, for all you agents out there that at some point want to get into the investment side, because it's kind of like that old saying, right? It's like every ball player wants to be a like a music artist, right? Like a rapper and every rapper wants to be a ball player, right? And it's like a lot of agents want to learn the investment side. Like, hey, how can, like who doesn't want to learn how to land off market discounted properties? Like, how is that going to hurt you, right? So with that being said, let me give you this property and I'm, I'm going to give you these numbers and you're going to love it, okay? All right. 1831 San Pedro Avenue, Berkeley, California, Okay. We bought this property. We're actually, we're literally fixing and flipping. I'm sorry, fixing and rehabbing this property right now as we speak. Okay. Um, we bought this property for $690. It was a probate deal. Bought this property for $690. We're putting $150 into it. And our exit price is $1617. We're more than likely going to net anywhere between $607 and $620, I believe, for sure. In uh, California, that's fucking insane. On the conservative side, by the way. And when I say net, I've already took out agency fees, closing costs, rehab costs, holding costs, like everything, right? Like I already took all that. And we're still going to net 600K plus on this one deal. When I tell you that we fix and flip in Nevada, Arizona, and California, I mean it. We pulled out of Texas because it was a little bit of a shit show. They have a lot of foundation issues down there. And it was just like, okay, this is too much. So that's my business now. That's who I am today. And the way that I made a reputation in this business, if you, if you talk to any like legit single family residential investor in, in the country that is doing, I don't know, 20, 30 deals a month minimum, there's a possibility that I might know them or they might know me because it's a small world. Real estate is, a, especially on the investment, like on the real estate, like realtor agency side, man, that's a huge, it's a huge pocket, right? It's, I mean, you got thousands and thousands. On the, on, the, on the investment side, it's actually kind of small on the single family residential side. Like I know people from Florida up to New Jersey, down to Seattle, down to California. You know what I mean? If you ask any of them, like how I made a reputation in this business, well, several years ago, I started kind of giving the game away. Once I figured out how to build, automate, and delegate a seven-figure real estate investment operation, I started hosting events. It's called Momentum. Okay. And I started hosting these events and I started telling them, hey, I spent a million dollars last year on marketing, just marketing, right? And not, not on overhead and payroll and all that. Spent a million dollars. This is what worked. This is what didn't work. This is what you should do. This is when you should do it. Once I started giving out the game on marketing and systems and processes and personnel, then I started helping other people reach their goals. They started becoming seven-figure real estate investors, and then they all like, hey, yeah, they, you know, that guy Carlos over with the All-In Nation. Yeah, he's the guy that helped me and blah, 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 blah. Then I started building my reputation to the point where this weekend, I'm actually in Key West, Florida, speaking 
on a stage next to like Ron LeGrand and Chris Crone and, you know, uh, the guy that started Rich Dad Poor Dad, us, Russ Whitney, right? Like I'm the, I'm what, so Tim Mai, one of my good friends, he, he's from that era too. He's from the fortune builder era and the Rich Dad Poor Dad era. He considers me the new era. Cause I'm the guy that I'm the, like, I'm like the coach that put on all these like new coaches, right? And my generation of coaching, what I taught my generation of coaches was to actually truly serve. It was, it was like put people over profit. Like that's what I taught them. And I can tell you this, brother, I may not be, I'm not going to say these companies because the last thing I want is a lawsuit and I'm not making $200 million a year on education. I'm not, I don't care. I don't care to, I'm actually a full-time businessman. Five, five to 10% of my income comes from education, but listen, I know for a fact that I changed the dynamic, the culture of coaching. Because now, right, if you are a POS, if you're all about like, if you put profit over people, then you're not going to survive in the new era of coaching because we're going to call you out. We're going to call you out. You're going to get a bad rep very soon because the last thing that I want you to do is take somebody's money, not fulfill, not serve them, and actually wreck their entire life. That's the last thing I want. So I built my reputation not on, not, not on the thousand plus deals that I've been able to transact. No, I built my reputation on, on helping people, like assisting them in gaining their financial freedom through real estate. So that's who I am today. I have a feeling though that you probably also look at the best interests of the people whose houses you're buying to just by hearing you speak. Absolutely. That's always worked. Well, let's talk a, a little bit on that because let's be honest, the real estate investor space is a fucking shady business in a lot of ways. There's a lot of guys out there that'll, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll freaking sell like they'll sell whatever they can just to make they'll sell their soul, they'll sell their for soul a, for a dollar. And they'll tell, I've they'll ran, tell I've like ran a, into all that. I've ran into all those people. I have. Really? And that's where, so that's where the God part comes with. And folks, this is extremely important because um, we say this all the time on the show as well, Carlos, um, we don't sell, we serve first. And um, with service first, it karma always comes back to you, especially for those of you guys in the real estate space right now, all of you guys, what's happening right now, like this whole hybrid model is a real thing, right? I believe that if you're an agent, you're going to have to team up with a guy like Carlos and have a cash offer just because you need to make the phone rings. You need to have those options, but you also need to have several options for all the sellers you're going to come across. Sometimes that's helping them fix and list. Sometimes that's helping them stage. Sometimes that's that the real estate agent or that has just one option right now. You're Relationships. Gonna of, you're going to be out of business. Yeah. Relationships. And, but that's, that is, that is a really, 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 really important. It's a core part of your process is just serve first. Which is Always. key. It's and that's Always. not the case. You know how many agents I see? Um, like this is a good example. You probably see this all the time. You probably have seen agents that list your houses. But I see agents fight. They'll they'll pass up like a twenty thousand dollar commission because no one wants to pick up the tab for a fifteen hundred dollar uh, toilet fix or something like that, right? And they they won't look at the long game. It's like, dude, move on. Throw in the throw in the commissions. You're not worth that much money. They're what too short sighted. They're what? too short sighted. So why don't you go ahead and speak at that? Because you come from really fucking nothing like you built all this yourself you told me your story yes. briefly when we came in uh, yep. before we started this but how does someone just to speak on that why is that so important in business not just in real estate in all of these businesses but let, 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 let me say this first and foremost and I, I tell this to my business partner sal 
my number one priority at all times is customer service, like service to the client. Yep. That that priority never changes. Okay, that pri- if, if there's something that corporate America taught me is that your customer or client should always be the number one priority. You can never go. Yeah, you're going to have your bad apples here and there. Who, who gives a shit? Right. There's a thousand more that are actually in line that are good, that are going to appreciate you over that one person that like no one can satisfy them. You know what I mean? That's okay. And I, and I think God, I don't really run into those, but they're out there for sure. But I'll say this. If you keep people over profit at all times, if you keep a bigger purpose and a bigger cause and servitude over money, you're always going to win. And guess what? Business is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It's a marathon. Do you want to be in business for one year? Because I've seen that happen. I've seen a lot of realtors come and go. Or do you want to be in business for like ever? 20 years, 30 years, 50 years. When you're 60 years old and you're still, you're still crushing the real estate game on, you know, on uh, passive income through rentals you were able to acquire over the years and people are still referring you, but now you have a broker. So you're kind of delegating that to someone, right? Do you want to be in business forever? Yep. Right? Delayed gratification. All these folks these days, especially right now with the way the market is, it's instant gratification, instant gratification. How much money can I make right now? You know what I mean? Like, no, no, serve people and watch what happens. Serve people and watch the type of return that you actually receive. So for all my realtors out there, because I've met, I've, again, I, I have realtors that work for me. They list my properties, right? They're great people, by the way. They're great people. I only, I only work with people that align with my core values, period. I don't give a shit who you are, how good looking you are, how, how rich you are. If, if, again, if, we don't, if our core values don't align, I want nothing to do with you. And that's how you should always approach business. So every, anyway, people over so, profit, surfers, always. It's a marathon, well, not a sprint. This is extremely important because I want to segment on over to um, your actual business, the wholesaling and all that. And you're not targeting like resale opportunities. Like you're targeting distress. You're going after absentee, probate, divorce. We're targeting absentee, absentee owners. We're tar- targeting other investors. And the reason why um, that attitude to have, especially as a real estate agent, if you're going to start going after distressed assets and start, um, you know, working with some of these investors, you'll see, um, if you've been listening to the show, you know why I'm talking about this. Um, you have to um, de- realize you have to stone hard. Like I, we used to do a lot of short sales. We used to do 25 to 35 a month closed. And when we had those, the only reason we were good and we, we were good at what we did is because we put people over profits. Like you said, um, I didn't want to, my offer started the process, but we never, I never took advantage of anybody. And it was because of that, that those people who we helped in those times came back when they got back on their feet to the same people that helped them out in the always, worst time of their lives. And always. guess what happened? The average person buys three to five houses over the course of their lifetime. So if you're spiking the football after that first transaction, you are thinking it way too short-sighted. Mm, I spiked mm. the football after the third referral from the first transaction, and then I could celebrate and pop the bottle of champagne, not the other way around guys. So you have to look at this, like you're playing the long game with it, but let's get into the importance of being able to serve first targeting distressed assets, because here's what I don't understand. And let's segment into the real estate side of things. I don't understand how guys like you 
You're not even living in Southern California, but yet you're finding properties in Southern California. And then I could go out and call like five of my realtor friends right now and be like, hey, dude, I can't get any listings. But then here comes this guy, Phoenix, getting listings out here. Now, talk to me about why the targeting on the niche is so important. Let's start focusing on who you're targeting for. Well, well, remember this. I actually own that property, right? I bought that property through a probate cold call. I bought, like, I own that property. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, I'm not just listing it. Like I own that property. And then I'm having one of my guys in San Francisco mm -hmm. actually list that property. So I bought that property for 690. Like I said, 150 rehab crews are already going right now. And then it's a one, one, six, one, seven exit. Right. So I own that distressed asset. That was a probate cold call. So, so how did you people, find it? Yes. Well, a probate cold call. Right. So how did I, and if you're wondering, well, how did you get the probate? How did you get the, the information? Well, there's a company out there. It's called Listiva, L-I-S-T-I-V-A, listiva.com. Uh, they're very similar to ListSource, but I like Listiva more. I get my raw information there and I look for probates and I look for free uh, pre-foreclosures and I look for tax default and I look for high equity uh, owner-occupant and I look for high equity, 30% uh, or more, absentee, Right. I look for everything like I, and then guess what I do? I download that entire County and then I bombard them with what marketing, yep. whether it's right, whether I'm cold calling them, I'm sending them direct mail, right. Uh, whether I'm running pay-per-click ads or search engine optimization campaigns, like I'm trying to get directly with the seller, the prospect, the homeowner, there's no middle person. I am the middle person if I choose to be, but nowadays since March of 2020, when the pandemic started to roll around, guess what I started doing? I started fixing and flipping every property because why? I knew we were going to come to this. I knew we were going to have historic low inventory. I knew it was going to be difficult to get deals. You know what I mean? So I, I switched my model from like wholesale 90% of the time to like 50-50 now. It's like my first priority is to can I flip this prop? Can I, can I fix and flip this property? My second priority then becomes wholesale. Got it. But you have multiple options to monetize. So well, I, I get to choose my exit strategy because I'm, I'm, I'm the golden goose with the golden eggs. I'm, I'm finding these properties. So Mr. Realtor, or Mrs. Realtor, you're sitting on your treadmill. Why don't you have multiple options? So there's, I mean, I, I can tell you why. two ways. I, I know I do. Yeah. Uh, I want to hear yours. Go ahead. Okay. Well, first and foremost, they, uh, they have a lot of limited beliefs. If you tell a realtor to spend $20,000 $20, on marketing, you know what? Forget it. Let's go like even say five. if you tell a realtor to spend $5,000 on marketing, what do you think they're going to say? Nine out of 10 times. Uh, they're going to say, they're not even going to say anything. They're just going to think that's a joke. They're not going to, well, they're not going to take it seriously. Then guess what, my friend, you're never going to be a millionaire in this business because a guy like me comes in and spends over a hundred thousand dollars a month on marketing. I spent over $400,000 last year, 2020 on just 30 cold callers around the clock, 12 months. You see what I'm saying? I spent over 300,000 on just pay-per-click campaigns through Google AdWords. You know, you see what I'm saying? Like so you got to spend money to how, make money. How can you compete with me if I have a high tolerance for risk and you don't? I know that every time that I spend a dollar in marketing, I'm going to get $6 minimum back. Well, here, let me ask you, let's play devil's advocate. This is great. Um, well, you're not going to give them the highest and best offer, are you? 
Carlos. I'm going to list the property for him. Look out for those interests. And I'm going to do the best job because I have a fiduciary duty. How do you answer that, Carlos? That's what you guys, be honest, that's what they're saying right now. Well, uh, I'm real estate investing is a business for me, not a hobby. I'm sorry. All right. It's like, um, yeah, it's going to be a win-win. Like we, again, we don't, we don't put a pistol on anyone's head. We explain the exit strategies. We explain a possible solution for their immediate, their immediate uh, necessity, right? My acquisition guys do. And then we send a DocuSign and then they sign it. We don't put a, a pistol to anybody's head. Yep. Right. And we explain what we're going to do with the property. Full we're not hiding anything. Yeah, I love it. But guess what? I have something they need right now. Cash. Yep. I have cash. Right. If they could go get ca instant cash from a bank, they would. If they can go get. That's what, what do you think those payday loan and title loan companies exist? <laughs> what are they? What's the interest on those things? 18. Uh, 204 percent APR. Oh, wow. so I looked yeah. it up. So they, these folks can't go to a bank. They, they can't, they, they max out their credit cards. They don't want to ask their family for money, but they, that electricity still needs to get paid. That rent still needs to get paid. That car still needs to get paid. So guess what? They go to what's the quickest solution. I'm the same person in the real estate side. They come to me because I can close on their property in cash as is in 14 to 21 days. See, like highest and best price, like we got to get rid of that um, mentality no. because highest and best price is not always the best for everybody out there, uh, especially when you're chasing and you're going after distress and you're marketing and you're prospecting them. Folks, if you just unpack what he said, he's basically gave you who he's targeting. Um, it's like any business. This isn't a real estate thing. You pick the ideal audience you're supposed to target who's most likely going yes. to list their house. Okay. So let's just yep. break this down and unpack it, like make it really stupid simple. Yeah. The people who are going to list their house are ones that have life events happen. If you missed a payment, you know what I mean? People, I, I got to get your opinion about what's going to happen with this COVID foreclosure wave in a second. But Jeez, um, yeah. yeah, I know it's, yeah. I, I see it coming, but think about it guys. It's any, it's any business. You, you provide a solution. That's all businesses are. They're salute. They provide solutions for people that have problems. In this case, they have house well, that's problems. entrepreneurship, brother. hundred percent. That's entrepreneurship. Is, but why I'm is a real estate entrepreneur? I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I don't even like calling myself an investor because I, I believe an investor is very reactionary. Like he's just sitting back like this. And I hope somebody brings me a deal. Yeah. I'm a real estate entrepreneur. I'm out there. I'm out there actually trying to go get the deals. I'm actually yes. out there spending money to find these folks that are distressed. Yep. And you guys have, and your guys are in the Phoenix area. So how many iBuyers are in Phoenix right now? All of them. All of them. And you guys Zillow. are competing- Zillow, OfferPad, Open Door, uh, uh, Red. That's like the that's I mean, like ground zero, Phoenix for all those guys. Yeah, right? and we're still fixing and flipping properties and rocking and rolling. I mean, we just picked up what nine properties in a package two two weeks ago. So we're I mean we're still moving. You know, again, this niche that I'm in, it, it's not like you know, Open Door isn't going after the same people I'm going after. Believe it or not, their 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 avatar is completely different than my my person. You know, yeah, we're going to, we're going to run into some of the same people for sure. But for the most part, you know, I'm buying properties that open door and, and, and offer pad and these guys, they can't even go, they can't touch their criteria just doesn't allow it. So, um, it won't touch anything and, super, and, super rehab, right? And they're very conventional. Like, you know, yeah. a lot of them, they're backed by, you know, uh, New York money, you know, uh, stock market money, right. Public money. So they're very conventional on the way that they do business. I'm very, we're very personal. 
Like, what do you need right now? That's, you know, yeah. That's what do you need right uh, now. So we did a show a couple of weeks ago. If you guys are, are, are listening, that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, was this is that the one way you can compete against these iBuyer companies is that personal relationship because Absolutely. no one wants to buy or sell the big, bad, evil corporate America, especially nowadays, like the big evil corporation. But that's a huge opportunity in brand um, right off the bat because these people are going through these tough situations. And when you can just show that you actually care and listen to their needs well, and provide a solution, you're going to win. Not only that, but I, I've, I've actually visited some of these, these folks' um, you know, corporate offices, and I've seen you know, the people that work there as you know, acquisition specialists, right? Those guys are nine of fivers. They don't care. They don't want to build rapport. They don't give a shit what you have really going on. They just want to try to buy your property and make a small fraction of somewhat of a commission check or meet their, you know, meet their goals or quota. My guys are, they know, like their livelihood depends on building rapport with you and coming to a mutual understanding and a mutual solution. My guys, my guy, their livelihoods depend on it. These, these other guys, right? Like they, it's like, oh, if they get it, they get it. Not there's over to the next one. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, per, uh, relationships. Like the one thing about real estate, whether you're an investor, whether you're a wholesaler, whether you're an agent, the one thing about real estate is it's always going to be a people per person, a, a people business always. I agree with that. So folks, um, the riches are in the niches. They always have been. Um, and again, I just want to keep hammering this point because everyone's complaining about having no inventory to sell. It's like, well, you guys aren't looking for it in the right spots. Um, there's a lot of inventory. There always is. Like people always have house issues. There's always life circumstances that come. Brother, most realtors don't even market. answer their phones. I get it. I know. I, and I, I, to, to this day, I'm, I'm just like, I'm shocked. I just don't, I don't understand like why. Like realtors don't answer their phone because 99% of your income comes from your phone. So I'm so shocked on how real estate agents don't answer their phone. You know what I mean? It's really weird. It's a weird deal. It is. It is a weird deal. Well, it comes back to, are you working a job or are you running a business? Um, and most just feel like we're working a job. When you're running a business, you're answering every phone call. 100%. It comes back to mindset, um, yeah. like where we started off at. Um, what do you think the opportunities are for uh, agents? Like, here's what we're seeing. Here's what we're doing. Um, and folks, we've been talking about this. Like, I believe every single realtor needs a cash offer in pocket, whether they're working with a guy like you. I believe every realtor needs several options to give a seller. Um, a lot of those are so, sometimes are fix and list programs. Folks are coming out in every major city, but it's having different offerings, which is allowing you to actually create a value proposition that make your commission worth it. Because just listing it on the MLS right now isn't really a value proposition. We all know that these listings are selling just by listing them on the MLS. That's it. There's no skill needed to sell that property. And it's only a matter of time until consumers really put the writing on the wall and figure that out. So yeah. folks, you guys really have to provide more value to your clients and working and working with real estate. Like I would much rather have Carlos as a client and just work with just him all year round. I'm sure he has like 30 real estate agents working for him. But dude, how many deals do I need to do, Carlos? And me and you, if I was a great bird dog and I knew how to go out there and find these deals, anyone could do it. There's nothing, Carlos is just getting the people who need his services and he's putting his offer in front of them. And then they're responding and a certain percentage of them are going to need someone. The problem real estate agents do is you don't target right. Like if you're going to go after the distressed assets, target people who are most likely to sell. Don't target like Johnny who just bought a house last week and you're circled prospecting a neighborhood of people that have no intention of selling. That is what I call a big waste of time. The thing about real estate, brother, is this, whether people want to admit this or not, it is a marketing and sales business. 
It's a marketing and sales business. If you're a realtor, you're marketing yourself to some degree. You're on Facebook telling your friends and family, you're handing out business cards, you're cold calling prospects. Like it's a marketing and sales business. You at some point have to sell yourself, right? Yeah. You market and then you have to sell yourself. Hey, you should hire me because I'm, you know, I'm going to get you the most money for your house. I'm, I'm the best agent in the, you know, in the Bay Area or whatever, you know? It's a marketing sales business. But a lot of realtors, man, they, they, I'm telling you, they're very, they're very reactive. Not, they're not proactive. They're very reactive. Yep. They're very reactive. So, and, and, and I'll tell you this. Why, why are real estate agents limiting themselves to one specific angle of real estate. Yep. Like, why not take the hat off and put another hat on as, you know, okay, I'm a real estate entrepreneur now. I'm going to try to find these off-market discounted properties. And then, you know, I'll do whatever it is that I feel is best. I'll maximize on my exit strategy, right? Like, why are people, you can, again, in the game of real estate, there are so many different ways to skin the cat. Yep. I, I could never imagine myself being tied down to one specific strategy. The way, think, the way, the way realtors do, you know? Yeah. And you, you listed, you have your exit strategies, folks. There's so many different ways to monetize uh, your, your, your product and service. You just have to think outside the box, but that's the whole point. You have to start thinking outside the box because if you're not going to do it, someone else is the key is no one's doing it yet. There's the opportunity. Um, Carlos, what other uh, advice do you have for anybody in the industry? And um, what do you see coming with this next wave? Let me, let me say this. So for folks out there that are even interested in the concept of finding these soft market discounted properties. I advise you, I actually have my phone, right? I mean, my, uh, my book next to me. Um, you can actually grab this book for free. Best It downloads straight to your phone. Best B E S T R E I like real estate investing book.com best I sold over 30,000 copies on this on Amazon. Don't, don't worry. I didn't put number one Amazon sell like author, right? I didn't, I don't give a shit about all that. Um, I actually started just giving it away um, on the phone, like bestreibook.com because guess what? I was getting bombarded on Instagram. I, and when I was on Clubhouse for the first three to four weeks, everybody was like, how do I get started? What is wholesaling? How do I find these, these off-market discount properties? So I said, you know what? It, it gives me more peace of mind to not sell this thing on Amazon, even though you could buy it there for 20 bucks. I'll just, just go to the, download bestreibook.com. Boom. You'll get the concept of real estate, right? There's mindset in there. There's strategy in there, like marketing acquisitions, uh, dispositions, like everything you can think of systems. But I want to encourage realtors to not be a one trick pony. I want to encourage realtors, right. To expand themselves and expand their mindsets to know that there's multiple angles, multiple avenues for you to actually make money in real estate. It's not just representing uh, buyers and sellers, yeah. you know, it's, like go out there and build yourself an actual business, become a real estate entrepreneur, not just a real estate agent. Yep. I want to encourage people to do that. Now with this new wave that's coming ahead um, in May, I have a, I have a, uh, a meeting with uh, one of my, one of my mentors who actually uh, flipped $1 billion into $5 billion during the last correction. Um, so I'm going to get a lot of insight from him. His name is Ed Cobell. Uh, he is the uh, CEO of the Bartolo development. They used to own the 49ers and uh, I'm going to be meeting with him uh, next month, May 6th and 7th. Um, it's coming. 
It's definitely coming. I mean, right now, you know, things, the way, the reason why things, I mean, the inflation is insane, right? Obviously it's insane, but it's not sustainable. No, it's not sustainable, right? It, it's not sustainable. It's artificial. It's not real. Um, it's becoming uh, to the point where if Biden doesn't start giving these incentives for people to be able to afford housing and these, these rates don't stay as low as they do, no one's going to be able to afford housing. Well, right now, we do have an inventory problem. It's historic, you know, historically low inventory, historically high demand, historically low APR. So I believe that, you know, definitely ride the wave this year. But I would start preparing during either fourth quarter of this year. When you're in the game, like I'm in the game, you keep your eye on the ball. You keep your eye on the ball. Like real estate moves very quickly. I mean, it's, like what you did yesterday doesn't even matter today in real estate. It moves so quickly, right? Your best shot is to keep your eye on the ball. Don't do not get caught like blindside, blindsided. Okay. I don't see this going on for two years. I don't see it. I can see 12, 16, maybe 18 months, but it's there has it's not sustainable. So um, you're gonna see this new wave of defaults coming in, and we'll see how we handle that and how the government handles that, right? So Again, I, I think we're going to dis, uh, discover a lot of what we're going to be doing here in the next uh, 60 to 90 days. Here's what most people are saying, though, and um, I don't know the right answer, but I can tell you guys, I, I rode the, the 2007, the 12 wave was my best years of my career um, because we adjusted. And the ones who do early on are be the first to adjust. And shoot, that's most of the market will never. So you just have tremendous opportunity. Um, but um, here's what everyone's saying. So I've got to get your opinion on this. They're saying, oh, well, people this time are buying with down payments, whereas last time they're buying with 100% equity, 100% equity, 100% equity. Uh, everyone's getting, you know, putting no money down. So people, how do you answer that question? Um, and I, I, I know how I want to answer it. Go for it. Go, you go first. People are, people are putting money down. Well, at some point, people are not going to be able to afford the down payment, right? FHA, three and a half percent. I mean, yeah, when it was, 150, $250,000, you know, as far as an acquisition price, they could probably afford it then. Like I said earlier, if Biden doesn't create some kind of incentive like Obama did back in 09, where it was $8,000 to every new homeowner. Do you remember that? Yep. If Biden does, and, and have you noticed Biden's thinking about $15,000, right? There's a reason for that. It's not sustainable. When people can no longer afford housing, that's when you're going to see what, what is the government? They have no other choice, but to do what? Correct it. Correct it. Reset I mean, it. Dude, there's a, one of our clients had a, a million dollars over list. They didn't get it. A million dollars over list. They didn't get it. What do you mean? There a multiple offer situation is a multiple, a uh, couple of million dollar property when a million dollars over list and they didn't get the offer accepted. <laughs> that's what's happening right now. That is scary. Yep. That, that, that's scary. You know, that property, I know I keep talking about Berkeley because I'm very excited about that property. And I don't get excited about properties very often anymore. But the reason I'm very excited about Berkeley is because I see what's going on in that area. And I'm sitting here telling you like, yeah, one, six, one, seven exit price. There's already people on the ground. Like I got boots on the ground there that are agents that are telling me that in 60 days, I might be able to actually push that to 1819. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And remember this, it's Berkeley, California. More than likely, there's going to be a crazy bidding war. More than likely, we're going to get a few hundred thousand dollars over asking price. And it's going to be conventional. So it's, you know, whether the appraiser, 
uh, feels that it's worth it or not, uh, we might have a good opportunity to make some good money off this one flip. But again, that's not sustainable. And nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows exactly when it's going to happen. And that's why I encourage investors and realtors and wholesalers out there. If you keep your eye on the ball, I'm not going to say that you can totally see it coming, but you can actually feel it out. You know, what worked last week is not working this week. Well, then, you know, again, the people that struggled the most during the last recession are the people that were overly leveraged. They had no choice. Their portfolios dropped in, dropped by 50%. Yeah. They either had to write it out through rental passive income or they had a dump and that's when you had all your foreclosures. It was 32 to 36% of the market was underwater at some given There you go. At that time. And you could literally, it was one in three people. Like at that time we were just posting on Facebook and no one knew what the hell short sale was, but everyone was in foreclosure. Yeah. Honestly, we got all of our business from other realtors. All of our realtors gave us all their leads and all their clients because they didn't want to take on the problem. But um, what, and you're thinking that's, that's really interesting. Um, any other uh, closing tips that you want to go ahead and mention? Anything else to look out for? Well, you know, as, as far as, again, I, I'm not, uh, uh, what is it? What is that called? The Cromford Report, right? I'm not an expert. Like I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not an expert in uh, uh, recessions, but guess what? I have a board of advisors that I've been through yeah. three or four recessions, right? I have, I go to people that have been through three to four of these and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not telling you to fold your cards now. I'm not, but I'm telling you, talk to the right people, talk to people, be the dumbest person in the room, right? Talk to people that have been there. Talk to people that have experienced, you know, one recession, two recessions, three recessions, talk to them. My private money people, my private money guys, I talk to them all the time about this. Hey, hey, what do you think, Dave? You, right? I talk to them all the time. I don't make decisions without actually talking to smarter people than me. And what's like, I don't care who you are. I know, you know, some smarter people out there that have been through more than you have. So talk to them because experience and success leaves clues. Yep. Yes, sir. I agree, man. Awesome show, dude. I really appreciate it. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you? Um, go ahead and let them know where they could get that book again, if you can. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this is again, guys, this is free for you guys. It's best reibook.com. Um, bestreibook.com. You can find me at uh, on Instagram, Carlos Reyes. You can find me on YouTube, uh, official Carlos Reyes. And, uh, you know, would love to connect with any of you. And I'm very responsive in my social media. So, um, you know, let's, let's stay in touch. And I hope that this episode served uh, a lot of people out there. Yes, sir. I think it did. It starts with mindset, starts with uh, people over profit and then solution. And Absolutely. as long as you do the right thing, guys, like God has a way of paying you back, paying it forward. Gold karma. Always. And always. Uh, serve first. Quit selling. Take off your suit and tie. Relax a little bit and start serving the people that need you the most. And watch what the hell is going to happen to your business. You'll start attracting business because that's God's way of rewarding. Let, let me let me say this, brother. For for people out there that are really interesting in learning that concept of giving and serving, go read a book called The Go-Giver. Go read a book called The Go-Giver. That, that book will definitely explain to you on the type of success you can have by serving other people and helping them achieve their goals, the go-giver. 
Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right, folks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude. Folks, you know where to find me. If you need any help scripting, editing, and distributing your video content, we would love to speak with you. We make video marketing extremely easy and we create offers, brands, you name it. But all I know is that as long as you get on video, you do it in an authentic way, you will start attracting business as long as you put them in front of the right people. Start working smart, guys. Quit working hard. Quit chasing a bunch of leads of a bunch of people you don't know. If you're going to chase leads, make sure they're targeted like we spoke about today. But if not, just keep your brand in front of your damn database because 10 to 15% of it are moving this year. 100% of them have a referral for you. This is not a hard business. You always have to be marketing. As long as you're constantly present and you have an omnipresent approach, everyone in real estate can attract. The only time it doesn't work is if people don't like you and it's nothing we can help you with. So go ahead and uh, give us a ring and visit us at realestatemarketingdude.com. Connect with us on YouTube, Facebook, IG, and I'm finally going to get my damn TikTok channel. I promise. All right, guys, we appreciate you having a good episode or having another good week and uh, keep the reviews coming. Love you. Bye. Thank you for watching another episode of the Real Estate Marketing Dude podcast. If you need help with video or finding out what your brand is, visit our website at www.realestatemarketingdude.com. We make branding and video content creation simple and do everything for you. So if you have any additional questions, visit the site, download the training, and then schedule time to speak with a dude and get you rolling in your local marketplace. Thanks for watching another episode of the podcast. We'll see you next time.